Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday, February 18th edition of the MMAOB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'm joined by Mr. Big Marcel Dorf. He made it here. He was delivering the mail, but he made it here on time. Marcel, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, I'm surprised I made it on time, to be honest. So I'm uh, glad you did, man. I'm glad you're here. Like, I was like, okay, I'll just, I'll just, you know, shoot the, you know, shoot shop and for an hour by myself, but I'm uh, much, much happier that you're here. Um, it's a lot more fun talking about the sport with someone else. I'll tell you that right now. So, yeah, cool. There's a lot to talk about, Marcel. I mean, I want to give your, th- I want to get your thoughts on the card this weekend because obviously I broke down the card with Cole, but I'd like to get your thoughts on it. But uh, mm-hmm. there's some news and stuff too. There's some fight announcements. How about uh, before we get into the car, let's get into some news. Let's start off the top with some news. How about that, Marcel? Uh, UFC sure. made uh, nine more roster cuts. Now, they're not really big-name fighters. And actually, <laughs> some of them I thought were cut a few years ago, to be honest, some of these yeah. fighters. But they did release nine fighters. So we can go through the list here. Um, first one that's worth mentioning, uh, Alexandra Albu. She's been released. Uh, women's strawweight fighter. You know what, man? When she came to the UFC, I was like, dude, this girl is so jacked. Like, she's like one of the strongest looking women I've ever seen in my life. Like, and she had some good performances in the UFC, uh, Marcel, but just never fought really that often. Uh, hasn't fought in two years. Overall, two and two in the UFC. She's been in the UFC for six years, which is crazy to me. But she's been released. I don't think you, you were surprised by that one. No, nah, man, and as well, man, what's her record, like 3-2 or something? It's really yeah, weird. Three, two. That, yeah, 3-2. The UFC always has it listed as 6-2 or 7-2. It's like, where the hell you get these fights from? You know, nowhere yeah. to be found. So, um, yeah, I'm not surprised, man. I think she lost her last against Luke Boonmi and against uh, Whitmire, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And also, her, I think her fight, she's, did she fought Jamie Moyle as well? I think that was a close one. If I'm correct, I right? think so. Uh, sh- and her, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. And her, de- her debut was against Badurak, so yep. yeah, yeah. Not I'm surprised. surprised. Uh, honestly, no, like, these, cut- <laughs> these cuts aren't big names. Like, let's just get off the, the top right here. So if anyone's like, "Oh, who got cut?" Like, these are part of the sixty cuts, but they're not really. And this is exactly why what Dana said, Marcel, we're cutting sixty fighters. It wasn't as like big of a deal as it sounded at first. Because a lot of the fighters, Marcel, are guys and girls that haven't fought in like two years, and their mm-hmm. contracts are basically just sitting there, and they're like, "We're just going to cut them." I don't like, yeah, they got cut, but they're, did they really lose their job if they don't fight anyways? She hasn't fought in two years. I don't think she was yeah. planning on fighting again. Um, another fighter was released. This guy, you know what? He wasn't too bad. Ali Alkiesi. He lost two fights to Irwin Rivera and Tony Kelly, but close fights. Marcel gets released. I'm not surprised, but I'm just saying, like, his fights were pretty close, man. Could have gave him another one, I think. I mean, it was also, sh- I think, one or, one or two were short notice, at least one. So, uh, man, give, give the dude another fight. You know, why not? Yeah. And, um, yeah, they don't. So, uh, I, I don't know what's up with that. Maybe they the, the, the antics after the Tony Kelly fight, maybe let them decide not to. But I had the, I had the feeling that Al Casey actually mended in a good way, and Kelly didn't took it uh, in a good way, what he meant. So, it was kind of a misunderstanding. So, uh yeah, I don't know, man. I would have given him a third fight, but uh, yeah. hey, who am I, right? I would have too. Let me just answer this question for uh, Solskjaer. Actually, uh, you could if you want, Marcel, if you know anything. He says, and he goes and Danny, he's opponent. Cole, my uh, other co-host, he broke the news that Ryan Hall's hurt. So have you heard anything or? Nothing. Literally nothing. So okay. uh, I, I asked uh, some featherweights, but most featherweights wanted to have more time or they didn't have, they didn't, they couldn't take the fight at that uh, at that date, so I don't know, man, what they're gonna do. I don't know. What's it? Is it March thirteenth or is it sooner? Yeah, it's March thirteenth. March thirteenth. It's, uh, it's in the four weeks or so three, three and a half weeks. I, I think they'll find someone. I just don't know who it's gonna be. It might be like an unranked guy, honestly. It might be someone yeah. who's like, yeah, who's ready to take a fight. Um, just going through the cuts. Another guy, Cyril Asker. You know, another guy that. Uh... Okay, you who, mean... who's your favorite? Is it Cyril Asker or George's Daniel? Who do you like? Who do you like more? I just can't stand Dano, so I will always go with uh, Cyril Asker, the Frenchman. I will always go with him. He, you know what? I, like, I, I be fair to the guy. I mean, he had a hard run in the UFC, man. He lost to Kane and let them fight. What would you say? They should have let them fight each other, man. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I would he, he won against that that uh, the, the Yao Zhen Zhang yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yao Zhang Hu and Dmitry Smolyakov. So he went two and three yeah. overall. Eh, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, again, not a big deal by any means, but he did have some, like, uh, 
you know, promise on the ground anyways. Uh, just Again, <laughs> I'm telling you guys, like, when I saw Nolan post the article on Junkie yesterday, and Nolan's great, by the way, but I was like, okay, there's got to be some, like, interesting cuts. Like, Spy- like just someone like Spike Carlisle where he'd be like, okay, why was this guy cut? But honestly, Marcel, I'm looking at this list, and it's like, you could justify all these cuts. Like, the next woman here, Alex Chambers, one in four record in the UFC, and she hasn't fought since 2018, Marcel. Like, that's a no-brainer, right? Yeah, she, she's already uh, uh, past 40, I think, right? She, she's she's already one of the older women in the division. Let me check how old she is. I think she is, too, uh, man. Like, she got in there yeah. pretty late. Um, because I remember when... Go ahead. Yeah. I remember when she was on Tough. Um, uh, yeah. I asked her, well, how old are you? She was looking like... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit older than most people think. She's 42, indeed. So, yeah. 42? Yeah. yeah. She looks a lot younger, to be honest. Oh yes, she looks she looks good. I mean, especially yeah. for forty two. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Anyways, one in four records not going to get done. Uh, same with Chris Della Roca, heavyweight guy Marcel, uh, one in three record in the UFC. I mean, this guy, <laughs> he didn't look good in the UFC, man. He got knocked out a couple times. Actually, I remember. Okay, I'll tell you a good story. I he fought this guy Daniel Omer Landchuck like five years ago, and I think yeah. it was in a- England. And I was watching the tape on this guy on the regional scene, and he looked good, man. I was like, man, this guy looks good. I'm gonna bet, put a bet on him. He got knocked out in like 30 seconds. It was so yeah. brutal. I was like, no, why is this happening? It was really brutal. That's why you don't bet on heavyweight newcomers who are like 35 years old. He's like 40 now. Another guy, Marcel, is a little bit older. He might be like 40-something, actually. Chris Del De Roca. Yeah. The, the, that's the big, old, the big old Mexican with the big old head. Yeah. I mean, listen, the guy's I caught, to say he, so would say that. He had some brutal fights, man, for sure in the UFC, but just not good enough. Um, How about this one? So you're, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, don't you remember that say so it's saying that to Rashad Coulter in the corner? Stop punching this dude, man, in the face. He's a big old Mexican with a big old head. <laughs> I remember the fight. Yeah, it was a terrible fight. Rashad Coulter's yeah. another guy who's I don't even know who's in the UFC. Yeah. Um see so Yuri Kondo is another cut here, Marcel, one and three record. Uh, she was gone a long time ago already, man. This, this yeah, it's said she hasn't fought in two years. Is she's in Rising now or something? Or, or no, or? she she does something like uh, how do you say that? That that uh, oh stardom. That's what it's called. Yeah, Star- yeah, 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 that, yeah. That, 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 the, but she's gone for a long time. That's not a recent cut, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, no. And same with this guy. <laughs> we talked about this dude the other day, Bohan Mohalovic. He fought yeah. uh, Francis Nagano, Joachim Christensen, and Abdul Karim Edlov. I think he got knocked out in all the three fights, right? I have actually a fun story about him. He's, Go ahead, let's um, do it. <laughs> as, uh, um, I was with my colleagues, and uh, with MMA DNA were in Rotterdam for the second Rotterdam card. And uh, one of uh, one of my colleagues knew a guy where we train with very often. So we were talking, and he's like, that's my colleague from MMA DNA. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'm here with my teammate, and he's going to kick some ass, I think. Uh, he's going gonna, gonna to do really well. And I was like, who's your teammate? He's like, yeah, boy, I'm Mihailovic. And I look to my colleague, as uh, he's looking to me. I we're like, okay. So uh, as I'm like, yeah, good luck, bro. I said, like, I hope you do well. And then my colleague is like, why are you were laughing to me? And I said, dude, dude, going to get smashed because Eddie Love, man, this is not, <laughs> this is not going to be good, man. So uh, yeah, that happened. So uh, yeah, Mahalovich was just couldn't couldn't make it in the UFC, man. Uh, no. I've never seen something special in this. In this fight, so I'm not surprised that he got. I actually thought he was already gone as well, so we're not. I'm not surprised. You're not surprised, I think. No, no, not at all. I mean, again, I, you know, these 60 cuts. Again, I think it was a little bit blown out of proportion. Dana Wake kept saying, like, we do this all the time. We just didn't do it during COVID. Like, you, you know, Marcel firsthand. I mean, I'm the one writing the news. You're, you're breaking the news all the time. Like, these cuts happen every few months. So they'll have these like like a mass cut, Marcel. Usually, it's like 10 guys. This time was a little bit more, but. They really weren't cutting people during COVID for the most part. They did cut a few people, but, you know, like when they said 60 guys, like, is anyone really too upset? Again, I feel bad for these fighters. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they have families to feed and stuff, obviously. But this dude hasn't fought in the UFC in three years, Marcel. I can't be too upset about it, honestly. You know, I agree. I, I only get, I only hate it when people go to Twitter and it's like, you should, you guys should cut this or you should cut this fighter. I mean, you're basically asking somebody to, to, uh, how do you say that? To get cut, and that's basically someone who uh, who has to feed his family, or yeah, exactly, family or whatever. So I, 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 I don't like that when people do that. But we can just say we are not surprised that these people got cut, you know. But I will never ask the UFC to cut someone. No, it's true. You know, actually, I used to do an article called uh, the um, Pink Slip Sundays. That's what I called it, uh, and I would write about the fighters that you know had lost their fights. 
And then over the years, like I did it for like maybe a couple of years. And I was like, I don't really want to write this anymore because I felt bad. You know, I have a big heart and I just felt bad for, you know, the fighters that work. Cause like, that's your dream ending. That's your family not having dinner on the table tonight. It's just, a, it's a very heartless, ruthless sport. And that's part, that's part of any, any walk of life, Marcel. If you're not getting the job done, you get fired. That's how it works. I get that. Yeah. But it still yeah. sucks for these fighters because they don't make that much money. In the, like these guys, they're being released by yourself. They were all making like 10 and 10 or less probably. Mm-hmm. You know, like, It's not like they were making a lot of money. I'll get your question in a second, Tyler. I see it in there. There's just two more cuts we want to get to here. Um, Suman Mokhtarian, uh, 0-2 Marcel. You know, to be fair, this guy, I mean, he had some tough fights, man. He lost to uh, Sodik Yusuf on Ultimate Fighter 27. Is that right? No, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. He, uh, in his first UFC fight. And then yeah. uh, he also lost uh, to Sung Woo Choi. And he was yeah. on the Ultimate Fighter. That's what I meant to say. So, I, you know, I'm not surprised, but that's those are two tough fights to be fair to him. Yeah, it is. Plus, uh, I, I talked to Suman when it's, I guess it's some time ago, man. I think uh, last year. And uh, he was supposed to go fight on the, um, I think, the Melbourne card, the one where Izzy fought. Um, it's in February, March last year, uh, before, uh, right before the COVID started. Wait, you know, uh, which card? Uh, Izzy and Whitaker? Uh, no, later. No, that later, man. Izzy Whitaker was in 2019. It was in 2020, March or February. Okay. So what? he was supposed to. Yeah, he was supposed to fight on that card, but he got injured, or he had uh, he had uh, oh, okay. how do you say that a surgery or whatever. And uh, after that, I said I asked him like, "When do you return?" And he's like, "Now nah, I'm cut, man. I'm not going to come back to the UFC." Right, that's right. already like I I think that's already like ten or nine months ago when he said that. So I remember I remember you talking. About, I thought it was like June or something. Was it like Volkanovski was supposed to headline the maybe or, or Adesanya and then Volkanovski that card you're talking yeah. about last year? I remember I remember there was plans for that. Yeah, and then it, um, let me check. It's it's fine. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I remember the plans for it. I'm gonna get. Uh, actually, wait. There's one more cut here. One more cut. Dmitry Sosnovsky. He had one fight. He, oh yeah, he beat Mark Godbeer. It was actually a good performance. Oh, okay. 248. Yeah, two forty two forty eight. Well, I was in yeah. that was in Vegas. Yeah, Israel against Romero. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, as far as Sosnovsky goes, dude, twenty nineteen arrested on charges of abduction and extortion per, per bloody elbow. I didn't even yeah. know that. I'm sure you know a lot more about that than I do. Dude is a good fighter, but yeah, he blew it, man. He won yeah. an own UFC, went against Mark Godbeer, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, was actually the protege of uh, Alex Olenik. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know what happened to the dude exactly, but uh, I read that article as well. But yeah. um, I, I haven't heard anything since. So, uh, yeah, no idea. That's weird. Okay, let me get Cole's comment. Yeah, Cole, you're, you guys are right. My bad. Sorry, I was just confused for a second. Um, my bad. That was the last. Yeah, man, a year. You know, it's been a year since Wee Li Zhang and Yuan had their fight. Basically, like a year minus two weeks. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Let's get Tyler's uh, question here. Tyler, what do you guys think of UFC flying Kamzad in to Vegas for help recovering recovering from COVID? Do you think they should start helping others, or is this start treatment from Dana White? Um, I mean, it definitely is, obviously, because they're flying the guy across the world to go to Vegas to get uh, COVID. Uh, I guess I don't even know really what what they're gonna do. Like his his lungs are like infected or something. Hopefully, he feels better. I don't know. Maybe his is just a lot more worse than other people's. But obviously, you know, the fact he is a big star, or they think he's gonna be a big star, anyways. I could see why they they're spending a little bit more money on. Him. I hope he feels better. I mean, he's been out for a few. Like he's been kind of sick for like a few months now. So. You know, he's saying his team is saying June they're going to come back. Like, it's a while away, guys. Like, he's pretty sick right now. Uh, I don't even know if he should be fl- – should he even be in the plane flying? Like, I don't know. I, they can get him in a private jet, right? So That's I mean, true. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you're right. So, I, I wouldn't be too – people were already like, oh, they shouldn't do that. They, they He's uh, infecting other people. I was like, they probably do a private plane, man. Why, why would they risk – the, the the that the help from other people i don't think they will also man i saw something with um that, that really annoyed me man uh, i have happened? to say this uh, with uh, gilbert burns when he came uh, home uh, his two children uh, got got to him right and, uh, on the airport and he had this mask here you know just to welcome his his children and all and people are going to complain about yeah you should you should wear your mask uh, the right way blah Listen, man, this dude had a devastating loss. 
He comes home, he sees his kids, he just wants to hug his kids. Let him do hug his kids, man. I mean, yeah. uh, listen, maybe it's not the right thing, what he did right there at the airport, you know. But you have those people all the time complaining about everything they see. And I'm so done with it, man. Shut the fuck up. No, <laughs> I love it, man. Marcel's getting fired up. There we go, fired up. You know, I love Gilbert, by the way. Like, Me too. This is how you handle a loss. This is how you handle a loss, Marcel. You go out there, you say... I lost fair and square. He was the better man that night. I'm going to get my horse. I'm going to get back and be better than ever. I love it, dude. I, I This guy's awesome, man. I knew he was a yeah. great – I already knew he was a great guy from everything I've heard. Everyone I've ever talked to that, you know, been friends with him or talked to him, Gilbert's awesome. Great guy. Family guy. Awesome dude. Great competitor. I just love everything about the guy, man. I'm telling you, Marcel. Like, the way he's reacting to this loss, this is how you react to loss. To be honest, it's like when Connor lost to Nate the first time. And he was out there saying Nate was the better man. He lost, he beat me fair and square. Remember that, Marcel? It was his fans yeah. making the excuse, not him himself. I just I like when guys are humble in their losses. So tired of Marcel when these fighters go in the the press conference, they bitch about the referee or the like. Dominic Cruz when he when he got <laughs> knocked out by Cejudo, like dude, you got finished. You know what I mean? So I like when a guy is out there being humble about his loss. You got a guy, you got a big fan here, Marcel. Daniel Burkhardt, big Marcel is the man. That is correct. Much love for MMA and HD. What's going on, man? And Marcel is the man. That's true. Marcel is an important part of the MMA community. I keep telling him that, man. You guys got to tell him that. He needs a little bit of a boost sometimes, Marcel. Um, Marcel, uh, we, okay, so we got through the cut, uh, cut fighters. There's a few other pieces of news, and then I want to talk about the card this weekend because I didn't get your thoughts on it. Let's just go yeah, through sure. a, a few other pieces of news here. Um, Cole actually did an interview with Jakar Close, and it was a great interview, but he's just like, I'm not – this is, I'm not the kind of guy the UFC wants because my style is not UFC friendly. He's basically saying he's got two fights left, including this fight, I believe. He seems like a guy who wants to be cut. Maybe, you know, his plan is to just get cut and go to PFL or something where he could be a favorite to win that tournament. Um, I don't think he's going to last much longer in UFC, though. What, did you see that interview? I read it, yeah. I saw I saw Cole putting that out. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I see always also a lot of hate for Drucker clothes online for some reason. I don't really get it. I, yeah. I, I like to do it. He reminds me of uh, um, the expression of a, a young Pat Smith. I don't know if you remember Pat Smith. Yeah, of course. Smith. I think of course. you definitely yeah. do. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, he, he reminds me of that. So um, I, I, he's a good fighter, man. He's pretty He's pretty good. He, I think he's solid on the ground. He's good in the stand-up. But he, um, he, he's not, he doesn't have that special kind of thing that UFC probably is looking yeah. for, you know. He, he's just really, uh, I don't want to say basic, but his basics are very good, you know. Yeah, he's a good yeah. fighter. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think um, uh, the first time people really took notice of him was in the Mark Casey fight, I think, that they won via split decision. And uh, he was talking shit afterwards, but that was more because Mark Casey talked shit a lot in the build-up to that fight, you know? So he got really amped up because of that. When he said, like, uh, English harder sucks, only Bisping is cool because he's the champ or something. He said something like that. And people uh, really got angry because of that here in Europe. But um, I think he's a good fighter. Um, but I see his point, man. I, th I think uh, he's, he's kind of right. And uh, yeah. if he really feels that way, he, he should look to other organizations, man. I mean, there are a lot of opportunities right now. Um, I think for PFL, it comes maybe a little too late if he still has two fights, including this one this weekend on his, on his contract. That, that comes too early, maybe the PFL. But, hey, man, Bellator, why not? You yeah. know, uh, one championship. There, there are a lot of, of options these days, you know, to go to and uh, to make a name for yourself. Yeah, and what he told Cole is like, he's like, I'm not going to be a champion in the UFC. It's too hard to be a champion in this organization. And he's right. I mean, I like, again, I like when guys are realistic. He's never going to be a champion. He can win fights, Marcel, but, you know, he, for the most part, is winning these decisions. I don't think he's really a guy the UFC wants to. He might win this week. He probably does, but I don't know how many fights left he has. Uh, yeah, plus, that. if he wins this weekend, then uh, Violent Bob Ross has like three losses in a row, I think, or three, uh, three losses in the last four. So it doesn't do really. A thing for him right now, yeah, you know, if he, if, even if he wins. Yeah, so, it's not really also, a high-profile matchup. And also the original pool in Jai Herbert. I mean, if he won against him, then Jai Herbert lost the last two, as, as, uh, both his UFC fights. So that didn't do a lot for him. So I agree with him. I think both guys are uh, talented, Jai Herbert and Luis Pena. But I agree with him. The matchmaking for him is not really... Um, 
preferable for him to to make it to a higher higher ranking in the UFC right now. Yep, I agree with that. Let's get some comments. Daniel, what's going on, man? Close sounds like he's self-aware, can be more featured in different organizations. Very true. Daniel said, the other Daniel, <laughs> there's two of them. In Russia, fighters can make good money, ACA, RCCC, et cetera. Very true. Yeah, problem with ACA <laughs> right now. this guy's picture. Great picture, man. <laughs> yeah. Problem with ACA right now is that there are sanctions for American fighters when they're going to fight in ACA right now. So I don't think American fighters have the option again to, to yeah. fight for ACA. If you look at the last two or three cards, there are no American fighters on it. I don't know what they're going to do with uh, with Tony Johnson, by the way, who is the heavyweight right. champion. So Right, yeah, yeah, veteran heavyweight. Also, um, Two-Face Carlos Jr., he interviewed with uh, MMA Fighting yesterday. He, he said the same thing that basically what uh, Close is saying, but he actually got cut. He's like, it's a relief I've been released. Like, the UFC didn't like my style. That's what Junior was saying. Uh, you know, they, don't, they didn't get behind me because I'm not a big talker on the microphone, and I have a wrestling-heavy style, basically. So they didn't like it. Yeah, Shoeface, because he actually has a winning record, right? Like, his record's not bad, but he's not the most exciting guy. A um, couple other pieces of news here, Marcel, and we'll, we'll talk about the card. Uh, Stephen Thompson, he's calling up for Usman next. Do you think he, you think he gets it? Because you know this guy's asking about Colby Leon. That seems likely. We it's not official by any means, but it seems likely. Usman yeah. and and Thompson. I would rather see that than Masvidal too. I got to be honest, man. I'm not interested at all in this Masvidal rematch, Marcel. We saw the fight last year. If Masvidal had won a fight since then, I'd be more into it. But he hasn't even won a fight since then. That was his last fight last July. He lost a five-round decision. How does that get you a rematch? I, I don't get it. This is baffling to me, dude. Like, why is this even being in the discussion? Is, I don't know any fans are really too interested in seeing this fight. I mean, we'll all watch it, obviously. We're all going to watch it. But if it was up to me, I'd, I'd rather see a new fight. That's why I don't mind this Thompson fight because it's brand new. All these other guys, they're all great fighters. Leon Edwards, et cetera, Covington do. Rematches. They're all rematches of guys who's been beaten. Thompson, he probably does lose too, but it's a brand new fight, a different matchup. What's your thoughts? In a perfect world, Israel Adesanya, not, not in my perfect world, but in a perfect world, Israel Adesanya wins against Jan Blachowicz, stays at 205, and Usman makes a transition to 185. That's in the perfect world right now, I think, for the UFC, because uh, the 170 is pretty... Listen, Usman has cleaned his, his, cleaned his division besides... Thompson, I think Edwards deserves a rematch, but I think uh, I really would have liked to see the Colby against Edwards fight, you know. But I agree on the other side with Colby as well. Like, I don't have to do another fight to get a title shot to fight Edwards. I agree with him on that. I know many people don't. I do. Yeah. Um, the Masvidal fight doesn't make sense to me at all. Um, it's probably a big money fight for Usman. That's why he wants to fight. But, um, man, th I mean, listen, man. All respect to Masvidal, but he's not going to win that fight. And I would bet my house on it if I own a house that Usman <laughs> is going to win 99.99% 99, uh, 99 .99 of the time. Like I said the other day, I, I'm one of the dummies who picked uh, Masvidal the first fight. I'm embarrassed by that pick looking back. I just thought he could catch him. He, I don't think he can, dude. I, Usman is way better on the feet than people give him credit for. He's really good at striking. Daniel says, to be fair, Kamaru's inter is interviews that entertain me regarding Maswell, but the rematch is pointless. I agree with that, too. Uh, last thing I want to talk about here. <laughs> this is so funny. Dana White did this interview. I posted it last night on BJ Penn. I don't know if you saw it yet, Marcel, but uh, Dana White did an interview about uh, basically gambling, and he's like, I'm a degenerate gambler. That's right. He's like, if you don't get it, I'm a degenerate gambler. I bet a lot of my bet on everything he was saying. He's bragging about it and talked about how he lost a million dollars on this boxing match uh, a while ago, but you know, I'm not surprised by the story. We already had, knew, had known that, Marcel. Like, we'd heard stories about him playing the games in Vegas. You know, Colby Covington, the one time where he, he got him in the casino. But, you know, Marcel, I got to be honest. And listen, it is gain his own money. He can do what he wants. He's a grown man. It's his business. I get that. It is a bad look, though, bro. When you're out there saying, I'm blowing a million bucks and your fires are getting paid 10000 it's a bad look. I'm, any, there's no way you can shake it otherwise. It's a bad look. Again, it's Dana's own money. He can do whatever he wants with it. But the fighters aren't paid that well, especially on the bottom end of the roster. So when he's out there saying that, it can really piss some people off. I don't know if you saw the comments, but any thoughts on that, Marcel? Just the optics of it. I haven't seen it, man, but it's just disrespectful, you know, in my <laughs> opinion. And, uh, I mean, I don't expect anything else, you know, from Dana, to be honest, uh, if, if, it comes to the, if it comes to fighter payment and that kind of stuff. You know, so... Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I remember the Colby thing where I call him, hey, Uncle Faster, you're... Uh... <laughs> that was so funny. Person. Yeah, that was actually really funny. And you pretty much didn't saw anything, but Data was so uh, embarrassed by it for some reason, you know? Like, nobody knew he already gambles. But I yeah. didn't know he was... Uh, uh, I didn't know he blew $1 million. Here, I'll read the story. Yeah. I, have the, I have the article. Let me read it. So he said... He had a few different quotes. He was talking to ESPN Sports Betting, which, by the way, I, I think it's a good thing. Right? I'm with Danny here. He says, for sports betting legalization, it's about time I like it. It's a thing people do. makes the get fights more interesting. It's, it's something I like. I'm from Vegas. He said, uh, I always gamble on every sport I'm interested in. Every Saturday, I'm, I'm looking at the lines for college or pros. I always look at the line on fights. He can't bet on the UFC himself, by the way. It's worth knowing. Yeah. I, I even wrote that in the article. He, he would never do He wouldn't do that. It's not worth it for him. Because... He's already making enough money otherwise. Why would he even risk that? So I don't think that's ever going to happen. Because I saw some people in the comments saying he probably bets on his own fights. You could say a lot of bad things about Dana. I do not believe he bets on his own fights. I don't think that's the case ever. Um, he also said this, Marcel, I play table games too much. I'm a degenerate if you're not getting it. I'm a degenerate, yes. I love to gamble. And then he talked about the million dollars. He said, oh, my God, what was the kid's name? Jermaine Taylor. Who do you fight? I know this for the ass whooping I took. He fought the tall, lanky, white kid from Ohio, Kelly, Kelly Pavlik. I bet one million on Taylor and got destroyed. It was the first time I ever bet a million because I was so confident Taylor's going to win that fight. So again, since money can do what he wants, I just find the quotes kind of like the optics are bad because if a fighter sees this, they're going to be pissed. Marshall, I'm telling you. You know, I always have to laugh when I see uh, during the broadcast. You see those Twitter uh, things popping up, like you are like six time after or broadcast. But uh, <laughs> no, what the hell? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you see those Twitter things popping up, and then there's somebody like, yeah, um, uh, 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 Vegas better put thirty uh, k on uh, Macy Bomb to win so this fight. And I'm like, I'm like, pr maybe it's a dude who is a millionaire and he bet 30K. Wow. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, like, yeah, no, it's so true. I was talking to Cole about this. I'm like, damn, these guys are high rollers. Because, like, I'm on his... Okay, I used to bet a lot heavier than I do these days. Um, I used to yeah. be really, really heavy into betting. So there would be some nights of, of some big bets. Not anymore. <laughs> I'm a family man now. I mean, I still do it, but <laughs> not as much as I used to. But, uh, you know, you got to be you got to be careful, man. I'm telling you. Um, mm -hmm. I was going to ask you, Marcel, about... Uh, you know, Dana and, and just, um, you know, what do you think the fighters will say? Like when they see this article, do you think they're going to be, do you think anyone's going to have a question for them? Or do you think it's just like, whatever, no one really cares? Because we knew he gambled, but he was really like in depth in this interview. That's pretty easy, man. The, the guys who make a lot of money, they won't say shit. Yeah. And the guys who, who want to stay in the UFC and want to be in this good good views, they won't say anything. And the guys who are on the chopping block and don't care anymore, yeah. they will say something. So yeah. it's always the same thing. So, yeah. No, that's true as well. I agree with that. Um, I, I have 100 clients fighters telling me, like, uh, yeah, this is how I think. But please, don't don't, put, don't say it in public, please, because uh, I, I got in trouble. I, I mean, I wish fighters spoke out more, you know. But uh, the thing is, um, only yeah. a few fighters have the how do you say that uh, have, have ability have something to say. Yeah, not the ability, but uh, uh, how do you say that the guts? Uh, the guts to speak up. Nah, not that. That that the authority okay. to, to change something, maybe yeah. you know. But those fighters don't say anything because they have they're making enough money. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. It's true. And again, it's his money. He can do what he wants. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I was going to mention this. Uh, I'm going to get these comments in one sec. Before I forget, though, um, I was going through the, the YouTube from, I think, Monday, I believe it was, or Tuesday. I can't remember. When we had uh, Stefan Struve. Was it – you were mm -hmm. with me, right? Monday? Yeah. 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 Freaking – I think it was UFC or someone put a copyright claim in because we used that video I found. I thought it's a video yeah. on YouTube. And remember, we were watching Struve's uh, finish against Stanich? Yeah. Someone put a claim on that one. So, I think it's still active. You can still watch the, the podcast from Monday, but, like, they said you can't use ads because it was copyrighted material. I didn't get it from the UFC. I took it from somewhere else. Someone complained, though. So someone who watched the show, I think, snitched on us. Unless YouTube's algorithms or whatever are that good where they can catch that. Because, again, it was someone's clip from YouTube. I'm surprised they caught that or so. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's get some comments. Tyler said, quote, 170. Contender was at Walter Ray. so inactive. It's frustrating. Edwards, Maslow, Colby only have four fights each in the last three years. It's terrible, man. They got to fight more often. All right, let's go to this one. Uh, Daniel says, Usman, can't, you can't blame him for chasing a money fight. That's true. You're only in this sport for so long. He's 33 years old. I get that. 
DJ Hooligan, love the show, guys. Can't wait to see the fights again. Me too. We'll talk about them in a sec. I want to get Mark Stoltz's thoughts. Daniel Edwards, UFC wants to be respected like NFL, except when it comes to fighter pay. In combat sports, I get it. Yeah. All right. And uh, so, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So you say Usman uh, deserves, you can't blame, we don't blame him for that at all. But let's go to the real problem here. Why is Masvidal the money fight? You know, the real problem is the the fighter pay, the UFC pays the fighters, you know. So you got more money when you fight Masvidal than then you fight Atwas. It's completely crazy to me. I know yeah. it, it, it is what it is, you know. But uh, that, that's, a, that's the main issue here, you know. If you get the same amount of money to fight Colby, Edwards, Masvidal, you know, it's kind of crazy, man. That, that, may, let's see, let's go three years further. That's, it's 2024, you know. And the Masvidal fight is still on. Masvidal is still hi hyped a lot by the people. So you got more money to fight Masvidal as a champion than somebody else. It's crazy to me, you know. And that's the thing with fighter pay. That's that's the real problem, in my opinion. So, no, we don't blame Usman for one, wanting that fight. But we're looking at it from a sportive perspective. And we don't think... I also talk for you right now, Adam. But if, if, if you disagree with me, please say. But we don't think Masvidal should be next in line for Usman. No, you 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 definitely are speaking for me there. I agree with you too. Like it's he like he hasn't fought since that fight. If he had gone to win, like Covington beat Woodley, right? So now I'm I'm I would be okay with if, if Covington got the shot because at least he has a win. Masvidal got smoked and then didn't fight. Why does that get you if, Ma if Masvidal fought Covington or Masvidal? Masvidal fought Edwards, and I mean in a sanctioned fight, not out of outside of the cage, <laughs> but in a sanctioned fight, and he won one of those two fights. I would have been cool with a rematch against Usman, no problem. But right yeah. now, I don't see it. I agree. By the way, getting back to what you were saying a few minutes ago, um, I'm just to finish my thought. It kind of, I kind of forgot for a sec. Uh, the the whole thing with the bets at the bottom of the screen. Listen, I think it's great. Sports betting is awesome, and it's good. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing. But those bets they put on the screen are really stupid. Like thirty thousand dollars to win like a thousand dollars in some fight. Like it's so dumb. They shouldn't promote that kind of stuff. I don't mind if they put the lines, obviously, or like when Jedi Goodman puts the live lines. That's great. But I don't like seeing the stuff where like this guy bet this much to win this. I don't want to see that myself personally. They're just doing it to promote to promote the books. That's all it is about. It's like, hey, this guy's betting this much. Why don't you come on here and, and bet your money? You know, that's these books make a lot of money, Marcel. I'm telling you, the sports book make a lot of money. Let's get yeah, this comment from our boy Cole. Are you surprised we haven't heard anything about Edmund Shabazian? I uh, wonder what the UFC will do with him. He's not being booked. At least Barber did the interview. And Bar well, yeah, Cole did a great interview with Macy Barber, and Tyler says it too. It got picked up by a junkie. I think no one did. It's great. So, Cole, great job. Uh, I'm surprised because, you know, the guy was on the way to the top 10, got destroyed by Derek Brunson. We all saw the fight. He just he ran out of gas and got smoked. It happens, man. He, that was a tough fight. You know, a lot of people were really overlooking Brunson in that fight. Marcel, he's a very good veteran uh fighter, right? You picked him. And they're over, they're over, no, I didn't pick him, but yeah, yeah. they're overlooking Brunson again. In the against Holland, too. I agree, too. And I love Holland, but Brunson's a yeah. solid fighter. Good fundament. You know, you talk about, like, uh, remember you said about close, he's basic, good at basic. Brunson's, like, great at basic, I would say. Yeah. And he's real good at takedowns. He's not a great fighter, but he's he's good at everything, right? So You you, you remember what his nickname was in the, back in the day? Cisco or something? Was that they called him? I think the, the no, the, the, no, the human blanket. I think. You know what, dude? I'm telling you right now, he was so boring. He was a super, super boring fighter in Strike Force, and he had this horrible fight against Kendall Grove in this promotion called Show Fight. I remember like ten years ago, and I saw that fight, and it was such a terrible fight. I remember saying, "This guy is super boring on Twitter." He blocked. He unblocked me later on because I, 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 I was wrong because he's not a boring fighter now, but he was when he came to UFC, dude. His fight with Chris Lieben was super boring. It was one of those boring fights I've ever seen. You just lied on top of him for three rounds. You remember that one, Marcel? So, mm -hmm. you know, credit to him. He has really turned his game around. He, he took the criticism in stride, dude, and he changed his whole style. He's a striker mostly now, and then he does obviously wrestle too, but remember that streak of knockouts he went on, Marcel, with Brunson? Like six in a row? Yeah. He knocked out like all these guys like... Uh, Uriah Hall. Yeah, Uriah Hall, and then what's the old guy's name? Dan Kelly. I think he knocked him out, yeah. right? And some other guys. So he's underrated. But we saw the fight with Whitaker. Way too overzealous. Got caught. Got knocked out. But I, I do think he's an underrated fighter. So getting back to Cole's question. I haven't heard anything. Cole, have you heard anything about Edmund? No, I haven't. But I can I can check. Do it. So, yeah, well, I'd like to know. Marcel's going to check right the second, Cole. We'll get your answer in five minutes. I'm just kidding, Marcel. I'm just kidding. 
Uh, let's see here. Mr. Always says the popularity contest UFC. Very true. Daniel said he says he likes Bunsen and Holland. I gotta think about that fight more. I mean, Holland is super dangerous everywhere. So even if Brunson took him down, like he could easily catch his neck or knock him out from the ground on his back. He can line his back and be like this and knock him out. Like he's he's like that. He's crazy. Okay, Marcus's comment. Any news on Wheelie Zhang's title defense? Can't believe we're almost at a year since her last fight. A lot of the hype from the Joanna fight is gone. Dude, Marcel or uh, Marcus, I cannot agree more. I just said it five, uh, about 30 minutes ago. I had mentioned, you know, it's been a year since this card. This is crazy to me. You ruined all that momentum. Now, I understand COVID was an issue. She, I don't know if she could even have gotten out of the country because to get home, it was like it took her like a month to get home the first time after that fight. I don't even know if it was possible for, for her to fight during this time, but I agree completely with the point in that, you know, a year ago, she was one of the hottest fighters, and now no one's really talking about her. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's kind of weird, man. I mean, um, they're likely going to do April 17, April 24 in Singapore, I heard, but that's not 100% confirmed yet. And maybe she, she can fight on that card. I know they wanted to do uh, JJ against uh, Yan Jonan. But what I've heard last thing is that JJ doesn't want to fight. Mm. Um, and they were likely going to do Zhang against Rose. So that would make a lot of sense. And I hope they do that. Um, it would be in Asia. So that's, that's cool, you know. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with JJ, but Zhang probably is going to fight uh, Rose. And uh, the problem is what I've heard with JJ is that she really wants to have title fights or that and that kind of stuff. But, I mean... Got to take another fight, right? I mean, the perfect fight would have been JJ against uh, Tatiana Suarez, I think. But uh, yeah, yeah, Suarez still out with an injury, man. It's taking such a long time. I, I Two hope years. We see her, yeah, I hope we see her ever back, you know, because um, she's a great fighter. And uh, in my opinion, she she could be the champion in this division. That's how good I think she is. Yep, I agree. Okay, this is a good question. Josh Hayner, which heavyweight's a barking dog this weekend? There's four heavyweight dogs on this card. Honestly, any of them can win. You know what? So... Me and Cole obviously broke down the card on Tuesday. Go back and watch Tuesday's episode. You can hear me and Cole's breakdowns. But I do want to get Marcel's thoughts on this card. So let's just go through it, Marcel. But I, we got to go through it kind of quick just because yeah. we do have a few other things to talk about. So let's start with uh, – I want to get – like you have most of your picks settled You're for the most part? I have everything settled. I have everything settled. Okay, so let's start with this one. Rafael Alves against Pat Sabatini. Who do you like? <laughs> That's such a difficult fight, I man, because I, I really like Pat Sabatini, but it's a short notice fight. Rafael Alves looks very good uh, at MMA Masters, you know, and I'm, I'm high at MMA Masters right now. I think they are doing an amazing job with uh, all these fighters right now. Um, Sabatini, um, I, I remember he got his arm broken like a year ago yep. against uh, James Gonzalez in a fight that would have propelled him into the UFC, and then uh, he had to get back to the CFFC. One, two more fights, I think, and then now he's in the UFC. As a short notice fight, it's a 50-50 fight to me, but I'm favoring Rafael Alvarez to get this done. I pretty much agree with everything there. It's a close fight. I wouldn't personally want to bet on that fight, but I, 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 my lean is Alvarez as well. Now, talk about heavyweight fights. Sergey Spivak against Jared Vendera. Uh, I picked Spivak. I think he takes him down and basically grinds him out. You know, from watching more tape on Vendera, so many holes. He's such a sloppy fighter. He could win because he's a big dude with power, so he might win, but I can't take a Marcel. I took Spivak. Who, you, who are you taking? Spivak. Yeah, I'm also, taking, I'm also taking Spivak. I think Spivak, Spivak, uh, yeah, Spivak has a better ground game than Jared yeah. Van Der Rey. Decision or, or finish? Decision, man. I think a decision. This will be a, a, a very long, probably boring heavyweight fight to open up the card. And it's perfect because it starts early here, so I can probably <laughs> skip the first fight. So. You can have a little bit of an extra nap there. Um, yeah. okay, Draco Rodriguez against Eamon Zahabi. Love this fight. Could be like, um, I think Eamon Sahabi uh, came with a lot of hype in the UFC, you know, with with his last name, Firas Sahabi, his older brother. Um, did well first, but in his last two performances, not really uh high on him what he did. Uh, Draco Rodriguez, I really like him. Uh, he came from the king of the cage, right? He had that uh, that thing with uh, with a promoter who didn't wouldn't let him go to the UFC. Then uh, he fought in the contender series, did very well. I really like Draco, man. I think he's a good fighter. He's a fun prospect. Um, I'm taking Rodriguez in this one, probably via submission in the second round. Nice. Yeah, I, I like him in this fight, too. Uh, next fight, we got here, Jamal Embers and Chas Kelly. I like Embers in this fight a lot, actually. I think it's a bad match with Chas Kelly. What do you think? 
That's perfect because we differ in this one. I really? think okay. What's yeah. your thoughts on this fight, then? Let's hear it. I, I, listen, man, Jamal Amors, uh, I think he's a good fighter. Don't get me wrong. But um, Chess Kelly, I think Chess Kelly is, uh, is underrated, man, in my opinion. I think uh, people, I think many people think he's overrated, actually. I think he's underrated. I don't think he gets the credits he deserves to get. Um, I, I think he has a solid ground game. He had that weird fight with uh, with uh, the Wolfman, Bobby Moffat, where okay. he didn't tap or whatever, or, or and the, the ref called it off. Really weird was that. I don't know exactly what happened anymore. But uh, it's kind of a 50-55 for me. But I think Chas Kelly is better on the ground than Jamal Amherst. That's oh, that, I, that, that, I agree completely. The, the problem is Amherst has never been taken down, and I don't know if he's going to be able to get, get him down on the ground, Skelly, here. So if he gets him the ground, I agree. He's got a good chance to submit him. But if he doesn't, I think it's going to be a bad night. But we'll see. There's going to be that's why, third. Go ahead, go ahead. That's my expectation. You know, your expectation is that he can keep it standing. So Absolutely. That's why you're going, yeah, exactly. Said, yeah. There's going to be upsets on this card. So I'm going to be wrong about yeah. some of these. And uh, this could it could be one of them, quite frankly. Um, next up, Casey O'Neill and Shayna Dobson. Dude, I watched O'Neill, more tape on her. I wasn't impressed at all, man. What do you think? Yeah, what do I think? I don't know, man, to be honest. I mean, Shayna Dobson, um, yeah, I'm not really impressed with her, although she won her last fight against Agapova in the first round where she was basically losing. Uh, I think she was losing 10-8 in that round. She was getting beat up, and then Agapova ran out of gas, and she took over, and she just submitted her in the second. What's the submission, right? Uh, TKO, punches, TKO, I think, TKO. wasn't it? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. 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 So, but, man, Casey O'Neill. This is a low tire 125 fight. I don't feel comfortable picking Dobson, so I'm going with O'Neill in the decision. But yeah. I mean, this is a I, I, guys don't bet on this one. Yeah, this one too. I, I'm with I'm with Marcel. You know, I've really looked into this fight, and man, it's tough. I, it's I really think... tempting to bet to bet Casey O'Neill because she's undefeated, right? But don't do that. She is, bro. But I watched the, the footage, man. It's not yeah. that impressive, dude. Like her yeah, exactly. she struggles to get the takedowns. Her striking's rudimentary, if anything. I think if, if she can't get the first round submission, she's going to be in huge trouble in this fight. So I did pick Dobson, but it's not like I'm confident by any means, man. You know, mm -hmm. my original lean was O'Neill, but after watching the footage, I wasn't impressed. I know she's undefeated, but telling you, Marcel, some of the opponents she had are really like bad fighters, quite frankly. And she struggled a little bit with them. So, you know, Dobson is not great. She's four and four. But I think, you know, training at that camp elevation, that's a good camp. And, I agree. uh, I know that this girl's at, at Tiger Muay Thai, but man, I'm telling you, Elevation is, they're hot right now. I could be wrong, man. Maybe I'm just playing that up a little bit, but we'll see. Okay, Nate, uh, Landwehr, Julian Arosa. Let's go through these a little quick, Marcel, like 30 seconds each fight. I picked Landwehr by knockout. What do you think? Yeah, Landwehr, man. Arosa keeps his chin high all the time. So, uh, and Landwehr uh, loves to strike and bang. You know, we saw him in all his other fights. So, uh, I think he catches him. Probably a first or second round TKO for uh, Nate, the train Landwehr. I agree. I, and I like watching that guy fight. Again, a lot of uh, entertaining fights in Russia. Eddie Wyland, John Castaneda. Who do you like in this one? Yeah, I have been going back and forth with this one. I think Eddie Wyland is a good fight. Is, is a solid fighter. He's a veteran, you know. John Castaneda, he uh, he lost his first fight against Nathaniel Wood. It was a short-notice fight, and Wood is a pretty good uh, prospect, in my opinion. Uh, came from Combate, but, uh, I mean, Castaneda did pretty well in Combate. Had some some weird decisions against him, I think. Um, yeah. I'm, going with, uh, I'm going with John in this one. I think he wins a unanimous decision over Eddie Wineland. Yeah, we talked about... Sorry, 50 -50 go ahead. 50-50 on it. Yeah, we talked about it on Tuesday, I think, and, you know... Watching those fights back with Castaneda, I thought arguably he could have won at least one or two of those fights that he lost the decisions in before he came to the UFC. So, again, you know, you could you could just look at his record and be like, this guy's not that good. But really, those fights were a lot closer than maybe people Who, realize. Go ahead. We fought in the Contender Series again. I forgot. I I can't. Pr I think I have a hard time pronouncing the guy's name. Let me just double check. I think it's a very tough name to pronounce. What's his name again? Um. Could be wrong. Maybe I'm mixing someone up. No, he fought. Uh, yeah, I know it's tough. Chaden Lealoa or something. Ah, uh, the the Hawaiian guy. Yeah. yeah, he won decision, so he didn't get picked up. But I mean, he does have some good wins. He, he has a knockout over Chris Beal, former UFC fighter, on his resume. Um, don't get me wrong; he's not great. But for me, it's you can't pick Eddie Wineland at age forty or thirty six, coming off that not lost to O'Malley. 
I, I love Shaden Oleyaloa, man. I always have to uh, check six times every time I type that name in on the on the article. So, yep. I'm gonna get, the, I'm gonna get the, I know, I know. It's it's a it's a funny one. We get this one that Hainer says O'Neill getting pushed. Dobson might be on the final fight with deal. I just think they want like basically Dobson's a gatekeeper. They're trying to see if this girl is UFC caliber, and I'm not sure she is. We'll see. DJ Hogan likes Dobson, but he's not sure if he's gonna better on her. I agree with that too. I, I don't think I could touch that fight, bro. Kyler says he has a hard time picking against anyone from Tiger Muay Thai. That's true, and like DJ said, it's one of the best gyms. I agree with you guys, but I also think Elevation is one of the best gyms. Corey Sanhagen, Blades, Over, these guys are getting it. And she's been training with Rose, like, a lot. So I think she's getting good training in there. We'll see you guys. I mean, it's definitely a close fight. And my initial lean was O'Neal, so I, I got – I talked to someone, and they kind of swayed me the other way. And I, I think it's the right way, but we'll see. Dangerous, Dracar, man. I know, I know. I'm not betting on that fight, so I'm not going to put money on it. Uh, Dracar Close, Luis Pena – Close by decision seems very likely. What do you think? Close all the way. I think Close is a better fighter overall than Pena. I think Pena... Um, I think Close wins this one. Decision Unanimous or decision. first stoppage? Decision, 30-27. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Danny Chavez, Jared Gordon. I like Chavez. <laughs> Me too. Yep. Bro, yeah, this guy's nasty with his kicks, eh? He's really nasty. Yeah. Yep. I was really... Uh, really uh, how do you say that... Um, Impressed? Impressed against uh, TJ Brown, right? In this yep. uh, UFC debut. Yep. So, uh, and Jared Gordon, man, guy is solid, man. And I respect him a lot, but doesn't seem to really get it together lately in the UFC. I'm not really seeing what I expected from him from the beginning, you know? And uh, Chavez looked so good last time out. Uh, maybe I'm a little bit swayed by that, but I'm taking Chavez, man. I think he gets it done. Yeah, I like him too, man. Uh, next up, we got Tom Aspel, Andre Olovsky. I, I like Aspel by first round knocker. I think this is a terrible matchup for Andre. I know he won his last two fights by like ugly decision. Like he just outpointed, uh, what's his name, Linz and, and Boser. But I'll be honest, man, those fights were terrible. I wasn't impressed at all. I think Aspel rushes across the fence and knocks him out in about 30 seconds. What do you think? Yeah, man. Finally, we got the the re of the rematch of Andrei Arlovsky against Frank Mirasan, right? So, um, yeah, this is a. I mean, I like Arlovsky, but uh, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick him in this one. Uh, I think Aspinall. The thing is, I'm not really sold on Aspinall at all right now. You know, I know many people are really sold on him. It's amazing this this and that, but the guys he fought is Jake Collier, a middleweight who. Looked like a heavyweight. I fought at a heavyweight, and he he fought uh, Alain Bordeaux, who was also yeah. light heavyweight and not a heavyweight. So, I mean, this is actually the first time you're really fighting a heavyweight. And Andre Arlovski is a legend, um, but I'm taking Aspinall as well, man. I think he gets it done first round. And if not, if this fight goes three rounds, man, maybe Arlovski can do something. Man, would be would be crazy if he can. But uh, now nah, I'm taking Aspinall in this one. I'm just putting like a poll up on Twitter right now. I'm saying which of the four underdogs has the best chance to win of the of the heavyweights. Because there's four. Mm -hmm. You don't really see four heavyweight fights on a card very often, you know? That's pretty yeah. rare. So that's my question for you, Marcel, of the four. Actually, wait. Well, I'll, I'll ask you that after we break down the whole card because there's still uh, a few fights left. Uh, well, I've already broke it down. But just your final thoughts on a few of these fights here, Marcel. Uh, Nazardine Imavov against Phil Hawes. Oh, man, I, I like Phil Haas, but 100% going with Nasruddin Imavov, man. I think he's a more complete fighter, and uh, I trust him more. Unanimous decision win for him, 100%. Imavov, right? Yeah, Nasruddin Yeah, I'm Imavov. thinking of two. You know, I, I was a little bit more impressed by his overall game, um, yeah. personally. So I'm going to pick him, Marcel, but it is risky because he could get finished. Uh, Phil Haas is he looks super. He looks super solid against I agree. Uh, Jordan, Jordan Williams. Yep, I agree. I watched it again, and he looked good in that fight. He's good. I'm picking him to win as a dog. Uh, next up, Olenek and Dawkins. I think this is a horrible matchup for Olenek, man. I think Dawkins smokes him in the first round row of punches. What do you think? 100%, man, as long as Dawkins <laughs> don't uh, get in a weird position on the ground. But, you know, Dawkins is a black belt. I think he's a Gracie black belt either as well, right? Under, yeah, under he, is. Gracie, Dude, right? He, is, he is a black belt, too. Like he's, he is. He, He's solid, you know. I, so, I believe he's going to be like tough to finish on the ground, you know. Yeah, like, as long, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be like Lewis. Like it's hard to finish like a little bit because he has a. He's actually better on the ground than Lewis. Only listen if Olenek gets it to the mat in like the first minute, he has a good chance to get that Ezekiel mm -hmm. choke or like a rear naked choke or something, scarf hold, arm lock or something weird. He can do that, but 
Marcel, I'm telling you, his chin is gone. It's gone at this point, and yeah. I, I, I think he gets KO'd really quick. And I hate saying that because I really like Alexi. He's a great guy, but I don't like the matchup. This is the UFC doing him a dirty here in my opinion <laughs> against the prospect. Same with Arlovsky. I think they're they're trying to see if these guys are legitimate prospects. I believe they are. Actually, you know, Dawkins versus Aspinall is a fight we could see one day for like a belt maybe. I don't know. It's possible. Derek Minner and Charles Rosa, you know, everyone's taking Rosa. I get it. I, I, I'm going to take a shot on Minner here with the submission, Marcel, first round. What are you taking here? First of all, no disrespect. Well, why the hell is this on the main card? Um, <laughs> Charles Rosa, I think he's Charles Rosa. I think he's he's overall better than Dar- than I always say Derek Manor because he has an A in the. In I know it's such a weird spelling. So, yeah, it's Derek Manor. I know I always say Derek. It's probably because I'm Dutch, so it it, it sounds it's more uh, likable to say Derek here. Yeah, so um, yeah, I'm thinking Charles Rosa. I th- Rosa, he's not Brazilian. Charles Rosa, um, I think uh, he wins by unanimous decision. I, I I think he's good on the ground, although. Against Bryce Mitchell, yeah. What can I say about that one? That was a horrible fight for him. But taking yeah. Rosa here. I'm just worried if he leaves his neck out like that against Mamre, he's going to get caught. And again, you know, there will be some upsets on this card. I think this could be one of them. For sure. Last two, last two fights, both big favorites here. Caitlin Vieira against Yana. And Blades against Lewis. I'm taking the favorites in both those fights. Blades and Vieira. I'm very confident Vieira. Everyone's really confident in Blades. I am. I'm picking him, obviously, by TKO ground and pound with elbows, punches, etc. I don't know how you could bet this price. Minus 430. Why would you bet on that? I don't get it. Like, there's so many other fights on this card. 15 fights. Why bet on the biggest favorite? I, I just don't – I don't get it. There's no – to me, there's no value. I would cap Blades at minus 400. So, to me, it, there's, it's past the, the point of there being any betting value. I would not bet on this fight. In fact, Marcel, i got to be completely honest. Even though I am picking Blades, it's very tempting to throw like five bucks or something on Lewis by knockout because it's plus 500. Like, I don't think it's going to happen, but the, that 10%, there's probably not even a ten, maybe five or 10% chance. So there's a chance. It's not a great chance. I'm not going to play it probably, but, you know, I'm telling you guys, don't be, don't, don't sleep on Derek Lewis, Marcel. How many times has he come back and, and one fight he's supposed to lose? So many times. I agree, but that's, we're more against fighters with not a high fight IQ, I think, as Curtis Blades. You know, I think Curtis Blades has a higher fight IQ than these fighters that one fights again, pretty much. I mean, I, I remember Shamil Abdurakimov, yeah, who yeah, was yeah, like yeah. three, three zero from yeah, only he was four, three, zero three, seven. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, I mean, you know, and then we had uh, Alexander Volkov who was winning a fight and then got knocked out eight seconds before the, before the end of the fight. Um, I was surprised by that, by the way. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I mean, Curtis Blades all the way for me. I think a decision win, even a submission win is possible, man, if he gets Lewis to the ground. I'm, I'm really not high on Lewis' ground game. No, it's I not. Think he, it's really a one-punch knockout by Lewis or a, probably a decision or a submission win for Blades. Even a TKO win is possible if he gets him in mount or something. So, uh, Blades all the way, and also picking also Catlin Vieira, by the way. I'm not really high on Yana Kunitskaya, although I really like her. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I'm just looking at Lewis's record again. I've watched this guy from the beginning, man. I remember seeing him in Legacy, knocked out Rochal. Wow, that was nine years ago. I remember that fight. That got him in the UFC. He was supposed to lose that fight against Jared Rochal. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the UFC, look at his resume. Look at these late finishes he has. Uh, Victor passed a third-round knockout. Rory Nelson was a split decision. He won in the last 10 seconds of the fight. I thought he was going to lose that fight. He came back and won 10 seconds left. Remember that one? He like did some ground and pound or something, got on top yeah. of him, and he won the fight. Uh, Shamil was a fourth round finish. Um, Marcin Tabura third round finish. Volkov third round finish. Uh, Linux second round finish after losing the first round. So this guy knows Tabura fight. He was he was losing the Tabura fight as well. The one was yeah. in Singapore, I think. So exa- yeah. Exactly. So I mean, this guy, listen, he, he knows how to win fights when he's losing. That's By the why way, I, I wouldn't bet minus four fit thirty against them. Go ahead, man. Talking about Mister Entertaining, Jared Rochelt. My God. <laughs> I mean, geez. is he still? In, he's not in PFL anymore. I think he got. No, nah, man, I, I don't know where, where he is. But dude, that uh, I don't like to talk shit about fighters. But man, that that's so hard to watch all the time. A Jared Rochelle fight, man. No, I, agree. I remember. I remember Alexi Olin knocked him out in the first round, man. Though that was something unexpected back then. Well, I agree with that. Uh, just getting some comments here. Close switching of camps, not having a true home right now worries me. Doesn't seem like his focus is all there. Pain it can be uh, dangerous at times. Yeah, I agree with that too. Patrick says he's bet against Olenek too many times, always burns him. Yeah, it happens. TJ Hulgan, Lewis, power, but I think Blades more agile, dynamic striker. Probably. I agree with Marcel. Blades is higher fight IQ, for sure. No doubt about it. But 
I mean, he has the he had the fire higher uh, higher fight IQ against Nagano and it didn't help him when he got caught in the chin. So that's heavyweight MMA for you, Marcel. Tyler says your DFS guy, you gotta get your DFS plays on this card. I don't know if I if I can. Um, so I I'm, I yeah, I should mention that I uh, I've joined a new website. It's called Elite Fantasy Elite Sports Betting. So you guys can check it out. It's a subscription website, Marcel. So I'm still gonna do this podcast. I will still give all my picks. I will still give my analysis. That'll be the next step up, though. That's the next level of analysis on that podcast with those guys. I was, you know, I've been brought in to be uh, podcasting, writing, chat logs. There's a lot of stuff that's going on, but it is a subscription website. And I understand that not everyone's going to want to pay money to join this website, which is totally understandable. But from what I've seen, it is a pretty great website. And it's not like you wouldn't just be buying my stuff, you're buying everyone's, like MLB. NBA, um, NFL, etc. I don't know all the details about it, but I do know I'm, I'm supposed to give my plays out, so I'll give my plays on that, and then you'll see it later on. But I don't think I can give on this podcast because you know they're paying me to give it on that podcast. So as much as I want to, Tyler, I'm going to be fair to my employer on this one, and we'll take these last couple of comments here. <laughs> Lewis's loss that can be attributed to his balls being hot, throwing asterisk on guys on the field, cools the boys down. <laughs> My balls are hot. That was so awesome. Best interview ever. Derek, why are you I taking understand. your shorts off? Because my balls are hot. <laughs> Marcus, do you think Brooks will ever – will Brooks will ever go back to Bellator? Man, what's – I don't know where he is. Like, he is uh, – I feel really bad for this guy because he was a Bellator champ, knocked out Michael Chandler, beat him twice, I think. Go to the UFC, really struggled in the UFC. Uh, and since yeah. then, he, is, he hasn't fought in two years. The last fight he had, wow, was against uh, Clayson T. about two years ago where he got choked out. Um, it was a horrible referee decision. I don't know if you saw that fight, Marcel. You see that one? Clayson Tebow against... Was it in Thailand or was it UFC? It was in Battlefield uh, FC. It was just one no, show they did. They didn't pay these fighters. There was like Sarah Kaufman. Did, and... that, I remember that. Yeah, they didn't pay. But I don't remember the fight. I'm going to pull it up here. I, I don't think this one's going to give me a copyright claim. So give me a second here. You guys can okay. see how bad it is. This is a bad stoppage. We basically got an hour here, but we might go a few minutes over today. Uh... Is this working? There we go. Watch this one. This is bad. This was like two years ago. Look at this. And then ref breaks it up, but he's literally fine. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I felt bad for him. Look at his face here. Look at his <laughs> eyes here. They look at <laughs> I got to get this picture. Look at this. <laughs> his eyes are literally popping over his head. That's a bad stoppage. Anyways, to get back to your answer, I, I like Will Brooks. Dude, I, I don't even know if he'll fight again. I and mean, he hasn't fought in two years. So no, I'm assuming you haven't heard anything either. You know, there was a bunch of fight announcements. I don't think we can get to him today. But, uh, you know, Marcel's page. I'll, I'll open it quickly, actually. Let's just do it. Do it for Marcel. Got to give the guy some love here. We'll do him quick, Marcel. Like 30 seconds of fight. Sam Hughes, Woko, Luke Boomi. This is a, such a bad matchup for Sam Hughes. I think she gets TKO'd. What do you think? Yeah, most likely, to be honest, yeah. Maybe break her other nose. Oh, he surely has one. Never mind. Jan Kutalaba and Demi You guys broke the news. You broke the news yourself. Yeah. Great fight, man. Love this fight. Uh, two big guys, two strong dudes. You know, Clark coming off the loss to Anthony Smith. I thought he was going to win that fight, Marcel, I'll be honest. Lost that fight. Kutalaba coming off the loss to Mega Man in the rematch. Um, I kind of lean Kutalaba a little bit. I think he's just a little bit more, like, dynamic, powerful. But he's a guy who's very flaky, too. What do you think? It's either Kutilava via first round knockout or clock via decision. Yeah, or submission possibly. You could oh, yeah. late maybe. late in the fight. Yeah, exactly. Next up Jamie Malarkey, Kama Worthy. Great another great fight here. Kama Worthy, so underrated. What do you think of this fight? Yeah, I agree, man. I, I was laughing. Somebody on Twitter said to me, man, Malarkey looks like he lost his dog or something. So, <laughs> yeah, what's in his face? He looks really sad here, like poor yeah. guy. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Malarkey, I think he, he actually should have won his last fight against Faraziam. I think he did enough to win that fight. He didn't yes. Oh, yes. That was a bad decision. That was in uh, yeah. Fight Island, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Terrible, terrible decision. I remember that one. I was surprised by that fight. Yeah. I'm worried he got uh, stopped by uh, Otman Asaitar in his last fight. but uh, That's right. Yeah, he look, did. Yeah. Looked great in the Devonta Smith fight. Didn't look really good against Luis Pena, but got the submission in the third round after losing the first two. So, yeah. Yep, look forward to this one. Here's a good one. Mike Perry and Daniel Rodriguez, D-Rod. Basically, like, they're very, like, like the same guy, basically. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, D-Rod is more, like, they look they look kind of similar, but D-Rod is more dynamic, 
more strikes, well, more, more kicks, more variety of strikes. Uh, Mike Perry, probably a bigger puncher, more experience in the UFC. But I don't know, man. I, I got to be honest, Marcel, I don't know if I can pick Mike Perry anymore. He just doesn't seem focused at all. What do you think? Same, man. And what? Uh, just a question. What year do you think Daniel Rodriguez was born? I can't see it there, can I? Um, well, I'm 32. I think he's the same. He's actually older than me. He's 86, I think. Hey, look at this chest, man. <laughs> oh, it does say 86. I'm well, that's all right. It's still a good guess, though, man. I'm the best. I got the guess right, even though it was right in front of me. I'm not good. <laughs> I didn't even notice it, dude. And then his says okay. God's gift right here. And then yeah. I think it says Los Angeles on his chest. It says okay. haters, hate it or love it. So the okay. lyrics of that great 50 Cent song. That 50 is cent, the game. Hate yeah. or love it, 1986. So we know when he's born. So they, they can identify the body later on. They'll know who it is. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I actually like him in this fight. It's a good fight for him. I think, Same, uh, likewise. Yeah. If anything, it could be Perry waking up with the doctor's flashlight. Are you okay? You up? It could be a bad – I like Mike Perry as a fighter, but, you know, Marcel, all this stuff outside the cage, shake my head. This is a rebooking, Munoz and Rivera, yeah. 27th. You know what's crazy? This is the second time for Rivera getting COVID. That is crazy. Poor guy. Two times. And then uh, – You know what's the funny thing? People right, are right. like, finally, uh, there is a good co-main event on that card. And I'm like, it's not even a co-main event. It's the second fight of the main card. Rivera yeah, it's a, it's a quality fight, though. I like that matchup. And then uh, last one, Lagoy Vana and Marcin Tabura. <laughs> this picture, look at this poor guy with that hole in his in his uh, heart. Eh? You know, Marcel, yeah, it's this, a, a yeah. stat for it. Yeah, I know. I remember from like it was like ten years ago now, too. Crazy. Yeah. Respect for both these guys. Both pretty like I think I they're both the same spot. Blagoy somehow ranked above Tabura, which I don't get because I looked at Blagoy's record. Why is he yeah. ranked above Tabura? Tabura's more wins, more win streak. I think Tabura's Go ahead. Tabura had his best year in the UFC last year, man. Why is he? I think he should be 13, and Vaughn should be 15. Personally, but it doesn't matter. I I gotta be honest, Marcel. I, I like Tabura a lot in this fight. Me too. Yeah, because he's looked great, and uh, you know Vonov doesn't fight often at all. Wow, Tabura is the older guy. How is that possible? <laughs> Vonov looks like he's about he's looked about 40 years old for like the last 10 years. <laughs> That's crazy to me. Anyways. DJ Hogan. Lewis is one of the best Instagram accounts he does. All right, it's been an hour, Marcel. So I think that that's going to be it. I just, I actually put a, that poll on on uh, Twitter about yeah. my my boy Albert Fernandez, who I met in Brazil a few years ago when we saw the UFC card uh, 237. He goes, I'm like, which of these, which of these uh, underdogs can win? And he says, my boy Juan Espino could smash the ball. He's from Spain. He goes, my boy Juan Espino is going to be the champion. He's been telling me this <laughs> About two years, Marcel. <laughs> and I really like Juan a lot, but I don't – he doesn't fight, like – he fights, what, once a year maybe? Like, not even once yeah, a he, year. Yeah, he got a fight line up, so. Is he fighting so, so. Yeah, but uh, he doesn't want to confirm it. Wait, <laughs> but I know oh, he doesn't – okay, so you can't say. Okay, fair enough. Nah. Um, all right, that's it for today's podcast. Marcel, man, thanks again. Short notice, jumping in here. Sure. Plug your stuff, Marcel. Marcel24, Instagram, Twitter, MMADNA.nl, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever the hell you can find it. And uh, thanks again for having me, Adam. Always a pleasure. No, no, you're welcome, man. So I want to plug a few things here before I get here today. Bear with me for one sec, Marcel. So I've been, I've joined a few websites in the last few days. Uh, I put this tweet out like last week. Dude, I need, I need more work, especially with the kid coming. I mean, I got to make more money. So thankfully, I got some people interested, Marcel, and I got a few gigs lined up. I'm going to show the websites here because some people might not know them. Here's the one, Elite Fantasy. So, again, it's a package thing, right? Like, I guess it's 20 bucks a month or something. I don't know all the details about this. This is something that I understand not a lot of people, not everyone's going to want to do. Um, you know, for me, I don't really love, love subscription things either, so I get that. But if you really do want to, you know, take the next level, this would be it. So that's one thing to look at, leadfantasy.com. That's why I'm going to have to stick to the DFS stuff on there. I just, you know, to be fair to those guys, um, they're paying me, you know, to do that there. So the other thing I want to talk about here is this Fanatics Fantasy app, Marcel. I joined this website. I put my first article up there today. Um, it's main card preview for this card. So it's pretty cool, but they have an app. It's a free app. It's a, The app's unbelievable. I just downloaded it yesterday. It's really good, and it's free. So it's not like this, they're charging money, guys. This is completely free. 
it's a cool app, Marcel. It shows all the fights you pick from, and you go against other people. And there's like a Reddit group, a Twitter group, etc. I'm sure I'll have my own group at one point. And then you have you know people's rankings by I think win percentage and stuff. And also like they have the Vegas odds there, so it's 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 cool. Um, I really like the app, Marcel. I hope you download it too. I'm gonna do it this weekend. And again, it doesn't cost money, so that's a good thing. And uh, the other website, mmanews.com, just to give you guys a plug as well. I joined this website uh, last week. They do a great job here. Great news website, Marcel. Uh, Cole's on this website. And, of course, guys, my other homes, bjpan.com, mmarings.net, mmaoddsbreaker.com. I think that's it. Man, I'm running for six places now. Can you believe that? Six <laughs> places. I went from uh, two to six in like a week, basically. Crazy, right? Eh? Yeah, in two, not, not a week, three, two or three weeks. I'm excited, man. But, you know, I appreciate all the support from everyone, including you, Marcel. I mean, especially since you started coming on the podcast, I feel like it's, you know, taken off a lot better. So I appreciate it, man. Thank you again. That's it for today's podcast, guys. I hope Marcel enjoys his weekend. I hope his picks are all really bad so I can surpass him in the, uh, the pick and pool because right now Marcel is somehow number one by, like, quite a bit. <laughs> You're killing it, man. Hopefully I can beat you this weekend. All right, guys, have a great uh, weekend. Enjoy the card. Be back Monday, 10 a.m. to recap.